nice round of applause for Noah Rios. I told you he was awesome. Can we, can we just get two beers for, for me and Eric? Yeah. All right, we're gonna have some beers. Guys, line up for questions if you have them. Or if, don't, that's fine. if you don't, that's fine. We need to have at least a couple. Any takers? There you go. Are, are, are you getting up and leaving? She's bored. She's bored. <laughs> Actually, like, I'm sir, I'm leaving. Bye. You can Thank use you. this mic if you want. Oh, I can't have like two questions. I feel like maybe it's they're two-parter. social. As it stands right now, you could ask as many questions as you yeah. want. Um, so, let's see. I feel like they're also very telling of my own personal life right now. Um, That's so, what we want. I'm being, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah. Like whatever. Like your real. What's the real okay. question? Ask that question. So I'm currently taking a break from design work because clients, <laughs> freelancing is not for me. I guess I'm not. I'm having a hard time. Um, it's just it's burn burnout city. Like uh -huh. you know. So I was asked. I was wanting to ask. Someone like you, who's basically, I don't, I don't know how repetitive your job is, if it feels repetitive to mm -hmm. you, how do you stay fresh? How do you like reinvigorate your creative voice? That's a, that's a great question because it does become repetitive, you know. Um, right now we're in like the comic book genre of Hollywood, you know, and like I said, every Avengers poster, not to knock them, they're great movies and they have a lot of heart. Just more and more Slash people. I work for Disney now. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it, it does become repetitive, you know. Um, and. and what I've tried to do, um, like I'm working on Dark Phoenix right now, and I've just pushed the envelope of making it as dark as possible. I know they're not going to buy it, but you know, like push the envelope, and, and, and like I said, you can always bring work back and mold it and cut it and shape it. Like, and I know freelancing is different because you get a client, and they're like, I want the face, and then I want the type over it, you know? Yeah. And you're like, cool. And then they say, move it over five yeah. No, 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 down three. No, right. right. So th that's one thing that I really suggest to anyone, like, and, and find something that isn't design. Like, I love interior design, you know, and it has nothing to do, or maybe it does have to do with creating or creative advertising for film. Just find something that, you know, isn't related to it. Maybe you might find inspiration there, you know, yeah. pick up a guitar. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then my second question, which is unrelated, um, Perhaps future related to myself, but um, on applying to jobs and like now the MO is um, you don't get a reject letter. You don't get, you know, oh, this isn't what we are looking for. Oh, try this next time. Like you just hear a lot of nothing. Like yeah. you could apply to a thousand jobs and get maybe one email automated back that says, hey, sorry, bye. Like <laughs> that's not what it says. Right. Um, yeah. What would you suggest to someone who just wants to hear back? Like, I don't necessarily want that application or that interview. I just, like, I want to hear something. Like, like a critique on your work? Some, or, even, or just, like, something personal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know. I've, no, I've, I've been there. I've yeah. Been there. I'm there, right? I'm applying for jobs, and, like, I, 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 I can relate. I can't tell if it's harder to hear nothing or harder to hear rejection, but, like, that's kind of that, I guess. Like, yeah, I well, mean... What has been a time where you, an applicant that you... I don't know, that you had to like reach out personally to? Like, what, what is ooh. a good story behind that? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that ooh was, you yeah. better tell that story there. I, I don't think I've ever... Re tell a story. I don't think I've ever rejected someone <clears throat> to, to work with me. I usually am fearful that someone will reject me, you know, and reaching out and like, hey, let's yeah. work on, on a poster together, or like, let's create something. Um, 
what would you do for to hear something back? I mean, bother HR? <laughs> it's all corporate. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, it took me about six months to get into my job. I was hired, and then I had like four interviews, and then I was hired again, and then I waited like another three months. Um, and that was like the longest because it, it, it gave me a lot of doubt in myself. You know, I'm like, oh man, I thought I had this job. And, um, and I didn't hear from anyone, not even HR. They would like wait to get back to me for a while. Um, but I, I wouldn't get down about it. I would just keep going. Just, yeah. You know, it's part of the process with any job. I mean, I, I think also too, like, and I, I, I'm already breaking my thing that I wouldn't jump in here, but mm -hmm. I could just like, I've been there so many times. Like this podcast literally like more or less started because I was on like, you know, crying on the side of like 42nd Street, getting fired from like my sixth freelance job. Like my watch that I'm wearing right now, like this battery is dead. That's not the right time. Like we all struggle, we all do. No, really, I mean, there's people in this room, like, you know, it, it wouldn't take much for you to, like that's what I realized. You talk to so many people and everyone kind of has this wanting to belong and wanting for it all to be validated. But the one thing I would say though is like, don't, and I learned this from Cy Wakeman on my podcast, but. Um, how gross that I'm quoting my own podcast, but I swear to God, it really helps land this point here. Um, don't be transactional so that you can become transformational. And I think for so long, I was so transactional about things. It's like you apply and then you want a result and then you don't get that result and then it's like dead in the water yeah. or you follow up on it and then like they don't respond. Yeah. What I would encourage you to do is think about just facilitating conversations and rather than being like, hey, I want to get a job at Facebook, it's always been my dream job, so just for an example, or 20th Century Fox, whatever. Like, it's always my dream job. Like, you're giving them an assignment, and they may not have that, or there may be a thousand people applying for that job. So if you look at things in context, and you just say, hey, I just want to have a nuanced conversation about, you know, next five, ten years, how I can get a job here, and they will open up doors like you wouldn't believe. I wanted to work so badly at Collins in New York City, it was, but I, I just wasn't ready for it. And it sucked because I was like talking to everyone. I was reaching out to everyone. And then time went by and I stayed friends with them and I grew these relationships. And then la like last month I was in San Francisco at a live podcast with them. You may not get that job. You may not get the result you want, but don't get in the habit of like, well, they didn't respond, so screw that whole agency. Because a lot of times there's so many variables and you have to look at yourself and where you stack up with all those people, but just have conversations and have great expectancy, and don't get transactional when it, when it doesn't work out because it will, it will be limiting to you. Because those people move on with their life. They move on with their life and they go back to doing whatever they do. Happy hour. Yeah, you're just another person that sends, uh, like, do you get my resume? But you could go and talk to the chief creative officer on a podcast or a medium thing. This whole thing is a Trojan horse. I just wanted to meet Neri Rivas. You know what I mean? No, just figure out what it is and, and talk about it. Don't look, when you start looking at things as like jobs and you're just kind of like putting things in that, that void of like the you know, monster.com, it's, it's probably one of the worst strategies you could do. Just talk to people, treat people like people. And if you're not giving them an assignment, because if I say, hey, Neri, I love your Deadpool work. Want to grab a coffee and talk about your career? That's a completely different conversation than going to someone and saying, I want a job, why haven't I got the job yet? Because right. he's looking at the email going, huh, not getting back to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's an archive. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. Just, you got to keep trying, keep pushing, and it will, it will work its, itself out. And there's no better feeling than it working itself out. And me being here is a testament to that. So keep pushing. Thank you. I love this girl. Thank right, you. Next. <laughs> Come on up.
I swear to God, I'm gonna stay out of the way now. No, so no, please don't. I saw it's her. I saw her and me. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. It's your podcast. <laughs> I'm the guest. Facts. I'm still nervous. <laughs> Hi okay. guys. Um, quick question. Yeah. I've been recently trying to figure out how the types of fonts work for posters for uh, movies. Um, and I've been watching this documentary, there's a movie about uh, posters for movies mm. and they were showing all these old posters that had a lot of types made by hand and mm -hmm. they were especially made for that mm -hmm. poster and now somehow I think that it's kind of lost. Mm -hmm. I do type design and lettering as a freelancer so I am a lot involved in that and then when you go to the cinema it's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. font all over again and uh, my question is how why do you think that's happening now because we have a lot of creative type designers out there and I think Jeremy Michael did a great job with uh, his uh, custom font for uh, Crimes of Grindelwald mm -hmm. so that there is actually a, a thought of doing that but it's right. just happening very little I would that maybe oh, I, I agree completely. Um, I think the example we'll show a little later yeah. is a perfect example of, of people that have passion for, for design and how they incorporate it into marketing for film. Um, some things are very formulaic, honestly. Like, you know, uh, if it works for one thing, the, someone else is going to try to pick it up and, and apply it to their needs. But like I said, um, it's not a formula, you know, and um, when people go to the cinema or uh, a billboard, what a lot of companies want to do is just have you read when it comes out and the, and the title, you know? Like the Crimes of Grindelwald is a great example of something that's customly made that fits into that world. I don't think you can put Helvetica and yeah, type exactly. out Crimes of Grindelwald and you're like, same movie, right? No. <laughs> you have uh, a whole... Um, Radically different implications yeah. in the letter form. Yeah. And it, it, it's not a period piece, those films. It, it's 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 all made up, you know. So, but they fall in a certain time period, which they're they're magical, and those that font or that whoever designed and created knew what they were doing specifically for that movie. Like you can't pick that up and put it on, you know, Doctor Strange, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, it just depends. I mean, a lot of times the studios do want something unique, and when you have, but that's also because Harry Potter was so. Yeah. profitable to Warner Brothers that they're going to go with something a little more risque and a little more creative that they can't afford to do that. Um, but yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, it's very formulaic and like I said, everyone does the, the face and the type over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it becomes and also, I was wondering if it's a matter of time. If they have a specific time to finish something, then there's no time to get somebody involved in the project because I imagine that the work that Jeremy did did not last a week or no. two or... Uh, no, and I'm sure you had, he had yeah, executives had to, to show and they all filtered and stuff and had their own notes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually that's on projects really hard, for about... executive level, that's a big if. Like, just because there's a big budget doesn't mean that they're going to be, like, wildly open to new ideas. Like, a lot of these places, it's like... Yeah, they yeah, need to make no, money at the yeah. end of the day. It's a, and they also a, need to be there in within a week or I don't know how your deadlines are for this uh, specific... Uh, yeah, and usually when you have a project like that... Um, I work on projects from a year and a half to two years, so okay. um, I'm I'm pretty like, even though I've worked at Fox for seven years, I think I worked like on three movies <laughs> that okay. I that I've led, you know, or maybe four because they take so long to really hone down the tone, the look, like the font, um, uh, the the art direction of it, 
So they do probably have a, he probably did have some time, you know, to work mm -hmm. on stuff. And then when you end up with something fast, you'll get the face with the type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. You really hate that face. I, <laughs> I may be guilty of using it, but I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, anymore. under a tight deadline, you're putting that Helvetica yeah. right across. I was like, the have you ever guys seen a face with type on top of it? <laughs> Genius. Genius. How'd you think of it? I don't know. Difference mask. Okay. Cool. That was my my question. Cool. Thank you so much. Great question. Thank you. Okay. I got that. Um, I have two questions for yeah. you, if you don't mind. First one is, uh, what was the most difficult design design decision in your life? Ooh, the most difficult design design decision. I'm trying to like think back to the portfolio. Uh, I, I think it was using the uh, the Malat font for Deadpool because it was like I said, it wasn't something that fit. Um, and then, I don't know, looking at me like I know. I was just looking at you as like a, a point of reference to like, <laughs> we worked together point. in a past life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, using that font was, was difficult because it didn't match, but it made sense, uh -huh. you know? So even like its legibility for outdoor use, I was kind of skeptical, but it fit the tone. It was, it was bold, it was new, it was different. So. Mm -hmm. Cool, thank you. Yeah. And the other one is, um, what percentage of work do you do in a traditional way without computer? Uh, a lot of my concepts start like on a post-it in my sketchbook or uh, on a napkin at a bar. I'm not at bars a lot, I'm just saying like. <laughs> uh, um, so I stick with, with, with concepts handmade because I don't want to get married into anything. I don't have commitment issues. I'm just joking. Um, no, I agree. No, from a design standpoint, I totally agree. I just want to be loose and get the idea out rather than, um, you know, start designing immediately, you know? So you always start with paper? Like always start with paper and pencil, yeah. Okay. Or your iPad Pro and your pencil too from Apple. Uh -huh. So they're just a tactile <laughs> yeah. approach, yeah. But something, even like whiteboard, I mean, I have like a, a small whiteboard in my office that I just quickly, but you know, either post-its, whatever's around me that I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. You know? Do you have a preference, like iPad or paper? Uh, I'm still paper and like wax crayon, that kind of guy. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's easy, it's like, I like the boldness of the, the crayon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of like the, 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 out of all the studios I've been to, I've been like I went to Sesame Street recently, and, and I've seen a whole bunch of different places. You'd be surprised. The best, the best places for the most part, it's paper and pen, yeah. or or paper and pencil, yeah. or you know like it's just like the, these big ideas. Like it's very rare that you go to like a great design studio and there's just like a whole bunch of like millennials on like their laptops in the middle of like a circle. It's the yeah. complete opposite. So it's really kind of cool. Okay, thank you so much. Thank um, you. Appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Great questions, great questions. Thanks for doing this interview. Oh, no you're welcome, man. my pleasure. You, you already touched on this a few times, but specifically you said something about Dark Phoenix. Uh-huh. And you said you try to make it as dark as possible and mm -hmm. see. So I'm really curious about, especially in a large uh, outfit, the dynamic between your boss, everybody has a boss, right? And um, how the dynamic is in terms of intentionally going too far, how they react, is there any kind of resentment? Is there any kind of um, disappointment? How, how you react to your maybe your best ideas being toned down too much or you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's a great question as well. Um, uh, I know that there's always the safety net 
right? So I know that there's going to be the, the, the poster with the face <laughs> and the type. You're always, there's always like something you can go to. Um, and to start with something that's so far out is the best for me. I mean, everyone might have their own design preference and their own style, but that's for me is how I like to start. Um, even, you know, if it's dark and, and gritty, that's the better for me. And then that can always, you can always shed some light on the dark, you know. Um, um, it, it doesn't always go over well, but I also have a great um, chief creative officer, EVP, who, who I can work with. He actually came, he actually went to Art Center. So um, um, there's always a lot of brainstorming and collaboration to like, okay, that's a little too far, let's bring it back down or let's go this way. But it's never looked down upon, you know, and... That's good. And it sounds like you don't take it personally, which is... Oh, you can't take this personal. I think that I'm, I'm having fun. It's like, I'm having fun with what I do, and I'm, you know... Uh, Same thing as here. Yeah. If someone comes up, they have a critique, it's from a place of, like, unconditional love. If you don't like it, just take it, like, with a yeah. yourself. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Tucker. Hey. Yeah. Awesome name tag. Thanks. In the festive spirit. So we've got two questions from Instagram. Oh, right on. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Right? Are we trending? Good job, Tucker. <laughs> uh, one was just, uh, who are your biggest inspirations? Oh, um, I would say... Great question. Yeah. That's a good podcast question. You ever start a podcast? Just throw like, that in there. Like design-wise or like in life? You got what I got. All right. <laughs> let's, let's go uh, Chip, Kid, Chip Kid and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. LA baby. There you go. <laughs> uh, and the second one was any books you can recommend? Uh, I'm going to go with design books. Design books? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ooh. I have one while we're here. Uh, go for it. Sean Adams, The Dictionary of Color is an incredible book. I've become obsessed with that recently. I love that book. If you guys like want to get into color and the theory of color, and he's right here from Art Center College, so support your own. It's the designer's, uh, designer's Dictionary of Color. It's a really good one. I can't remember the full name of it, but it's called, like, Damn Good Advice for Something. Uh, <laughs> but it's a good book. I mean, it, talk, it talks about, like, not taking work too personal and having fun with what we do. Hey, now. All right. Get that man a drink. Ow! Um, and, well, another book. Uh, the Invisible Man by H.G. Wells. I know it's not a design book, but it's a great it's book. John Contino's book too, we should say that. Brand by hand. Brand by hand. Plugging it right here. I was expecting that one. Yeah, yeah. That's a given. That's a given. And then I just have one other question. Yeah. Personally, what kind of level do you have hands-on in the whole project? Like, I know that your title's more in art direction, but like, do you do a lot of hands-on work yourself or? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so I, if I lead a project, I'll start from concept. So that'll be the, the bar napkin sketches to uh, art direct photography to then art direct uh, design till we finish it. Nice. Yeah, so I, that, that's why I'm on projects for about a year and a half to two years. So I'm seeing Ryan Reynolds' face for two years straight <laughs> on my computer screen. It's horrible. Yeah, gorgeous, There's man. more spaces to look at. <laughs> cool. My wife's hall pass, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married, so. Sorry. It's all good. Hi. Hi. Good choice. Hi. Um, at, in the, the movie uh, business, at, I know it's very competitive in the city, and um, I gather things move very fast, and I'm curious 
at what stage are you, are you potentially able to show your clients conceptual ideas, like sketches and discuss with them uh, things very loosely, or do you feel the need to got, kind of go to more of a finish to kind of say, okay, we've got this, this looks great, and it looks like a poster. Um, I just, I ask because I realize, especially with these ideas like the crimes of Grimwald font, and when you get into more elaborate work that requires more time, yeah. you know, obviously I think we're all aiming to do like something exceptional that does take more time, but we always have to go to our clients and like say, this is it. So I'm curious, you know, in your office or in your experience, how, at what stage do you engage with clients and show them ideas? Are you able to approach them loosely or do you feel like, okay, we've got to really wow them with amazing Photoshop, per pixel perfect things every time? No, I am the client. Okay. So <laughs> okay. I'm involved with myself a lot. Okay. Um, so again, uh, I like to get stuff that's rough. Okay. Because you, you, you you can see something come to life in a rough sketch, okay. you know, and if it's if it works in a thumbnail, it's going to work this big, and if it's going to work that big, it's going to work, you know, a 27 by 40, but if it works there, then it's going to work in a 40 by 70, and it's going to work on a billboard. Um, so I never like to look at things super polished, mm -hmm. because it does, you know, for some people, uh, take their mind and kind of set that in concrete, and, and then they're like, well, what happens to that old look? What happens to that one thing that we looked at? And you're like, well, that was just an idea, and right, then... Right people can go back to it. So I, I try to keep it loose, and then as um, you really start to, you know, iron things out, we get a little more refined and a little more detailed, and then um, I, I, I'd say, it depends on the client, though. Sure, I mean, sure. You know, some people want to, like, all right, give me this logo, and you're like, cool, here's some of the sketches. Like, no, no, I want a logo. Right, right, right. Do it now, you know? Um, so it just depends on the client, but I'm very open to seeing things rough, and like I, mm -hmm. I love I love sketches. I love seeing things on paper and pencil, tracing paper, whatever. Yeah. Well, one more question, if you don't mind. Not at all. Since that is the case, um, since you are the client, how do you do? You outsource, or do you mostly work with your internal team? Um, I don't have a, an internal team. It's me who who does the conceptualizing. Okay. Um, and then we do outsource the vendors because mm -hmm. I'm only one guy, and then I, I can't handle. Sure, sure. Of projects by myself, but um, if I if uh, I'm not leading one, I'll let uh, an agency take over and kind of uh, pitch their ideas. Of course. And, and again, start with sketches, start loosely, and then um, I do the same way with my projects. If I lead them, then I'm going to start with sketches rough, and then you know outsource and get help to see where I'm going to build and have kind of like um, a creative strategy and how to uh, execute under that. Create a strategy. Great, great. All right, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Solid answer. Solid question too. Yeah, That's a great, great question, question, guys. Cool, man. Um, nice. I have a question. So I kind of feel like I relate to you a little bit. Uh -huh. I don't know. Have you heard of the city of Norwalk? Yeah. So I grew up in Norwalk. So nice, kind of some of the same artistic sensibilities, like from graffiti mm -hmm. to skateboarding culture mm -hmm. and '90s television and all of that. But my question will be: Do you feel coming from that background? Do you feel like you have some type of moral forays or like obligation that conflicts with the work that you do for Fox? Like, do you ever do a design and be like, damn, this is kind of going against my personal beliefs or, or do you feel like you have to open yourself up and just do what, do what you're asked to do, you know? Well, that's a good question. It's a great question. Like, am I selling out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real though. It's Are real. these knuckle tattoos yeah. real? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit this out. Speak yeah. your mind. Tell the truth. No, I mean, I grew up loving 
movies, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies and posters to this day is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think I said that on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only podcast I've been on. But like, I'm still the kid inside, man. You know, like I, I did grow up, you know, in Silver Lake and then North Hollywood and in the Valley and uh, LA is my home and, and I have these influences, but I never felt like I had to fit a certain mold or look, you know what I'm saying? So like, as designers, you can't fit a certain mold. Or like, we have to kind of be uh, uh, diverse and like, you know, chameleon. Um, and, 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 and adapt to whatever work we want to do. And I think if we just say like, oh, like I'm selling out, they're, that's gonna limit us, you know? Like, you look at Shepard Ferry, you know, the dude didn't know he was creating an empire, you know, and like, some people think he sold out, some people don't. He's true to what he does, and he's amazing, I, you know? He believes in something, and now his art stands for that, you know? So I, I wouldn't be really too caught up in like, am I selling out or not? It's like, yeah. I think as, as long as you're okay with yourself, nothing else matters. As long as, like, we were talking you about You can sleep at night with what you do. It's intent, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. intent, what is your intent? Is your intent awesome? Word, then vibe out with that. Because honestly, like, everyone's opinion of that doesn't mean anything, but if, if your intent is pure, and you're representing, like, you're, or you're speaking your truth, you know, at the end of the day, you know that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had, like, uh, when I put some marketing up, we had, like, billboard bandits. Uh, they, they, like, graffitied over some of the art, but they incorporated their tagging with the art that I had put out there, and I was like, that's, that's street cred, dude. Like, I still got it, you know? No, yeah. no but it, they incorporated their, their graffiti and their typography, essentially. They're type lettering into the work that I had done, which was like amazing to see, you know, especially growing up in LA, like, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't think it's ever about selling out, it's like, if you can sleep at night, then, then do it, man, if you love it, do it, don't ever let anyone tell you any different. Yeah, and you sleep better at night with a bigger paycheck, so, call on it like it is, people, give it up one time for Neri Rebus, I'm, I'm going to step down. I told you, he's a good dude, full of love, energy. Uh, I'll let you... Cool. Progress. So make sure you follow, what's your, uh, while you're pulling this up, your Instagram handle is... Esqueleto. And that's just spell out so people know. E-L-S-K-E-L-E-T-O. Cool. And, and uh, Meet the Creatives NY, uh, if you want to follow that. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I actually had a little surprise. Okay. So it's Rob's birthday today. Yeah. yeah. I was so humble, I didn't say anything. I know. So we have a cake. I don't. Does anyone have a lighter? <laughs> I was gonna try and sneak around. Designers and no. I know. I was. I was like, does anyone have a lighter? Oh, you have one. I don't. Yeah. Just, we don't like. We don't have to sing or anything. Unless do you like people singing? Do you just have matches? Ready. Yay! Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so should we sing? I'm should we sing? Started. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.